0: Hello, and thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Minister John Richard, and this podcast is an account of this week's Bible study. I pray it blesses and strengthens you in Jesus' name. If you want more of the Word, please feel free to check the links in the description. Enjoy the Bible study, and be blessed. Amen and amen. This week for Bible study, I... I won't say it's a coincidence because, again, that's not one of those words that really apply for this Christian journey. But it's just truly magical to see the different mediums God will speak to you in if you would just open your heart up to listen to him. I spent a lot of this week resting, uh, just recouping, you know, something we tend to do normally. And as I'm watching this new show that I've really been getting into, uh, one of the characters in the show said something that the Lord made resonate with me. And the quote is, being weak is nothing to be ashamed of, but staying weak is. And I thought about that, and it made me once again look into the mirror and Line myself up with what God wants for our lives. And I thought to myself, hmm, being weak is nothing to be ashamed of. That sounds wonderful for the family, for the kingdom, for what God wants for our lives. But this world, this lie that Satan continually tries to sell people, even now in this very pressing climate, is that showing weakness is like this taboo. You're not supposed to have weaknesses. You're not supposed to have deficiencies and all these different things that just make us human. But with God, like we talked about uh, a few weeks ago, that but God uh, complex just stands in place for us. Though I'm weak, but God has now made me strong, not because of my merit, but because of his strength. Though I may have been frail in this regard, but God has just turned the table and given me the victory because it was already won. And because I accepted his son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, I'm now made whole because I'm, I'm looking into the mirror and I'm accepting what the word says and I'm making it practical by putting it into practice. Now everything that God has equipped me beforehand is now coming into pass. So let's go ahead, look at our definition for tonight, and then we'll hop into the word. All right. So the word for this week is called asthenis, which means it's without strength or it's weak. It's physically or morally weak. It's not strong. It's an infirmity. It's sickness. And as we look down there in its proper context, it's derived from without or vigor, meaning no strength. And properly, it's without vigor, living in a state of weakness, depletion. It refers to a lack of necessary resources, being insufficient, literally without adequate strength, and hence it is frail and feeble or sickly. Now, we talk about this all the time. And the most pivotal point in reference to our own weaknesses, our own deficiencies, is when we look at where Jesus is talking about himself being the true vine. Without him, we can do nothing. We have no strength. We have no life. We have no light. We have no path to follow, at least not one that leads to to liberty. We got one other out there, but we know that leads to death and the ways of death. But with Jesus, we get life, we get liberty, we get freedom. As he himself said, the the truth will set you free. So, our weaknesses. It says that we're insufficient. Well, we know that with God, his grace is sufficient for us. So, with the definition out the way, and it will come back around, let's go ahead and hop into the Word. We'll start off in John chapter 15, verses 1 through 7. And the Bible says, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more fruit. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Abide in me, or live in me as we've come to learn, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Ooh, love when Jesus talks. He's telling us straight up, if you don't reside in me and if I don't reside in you, if you've heard my words, if you've heard my message, if you've seen the path that I've carved out for you to follow and you reject it, then there is nothing that I can do for you you end up withering up, you dry yourself out, and you become literally useless, and there's no hope for you. Now, the other aspect of that is the fact that before we get saved, before salvation enters our life, and before we come into the family and fully accept this new life, this new spirit, or our trueness that Jesus has made for us, we're out there weak, we're out there uh, insufficient, we're out there lacking. We're out there debilitated. We're out there just in a state to where we really can't go on. Yeah, there are plenty of people who live this life who look like they've got it all figured out, who look like they have everything going for them, but behind closed doors, they are miserable. They are broken. They are beat up. They are in despair. They are depressed. They, they're going through life just existing, waiting to die. And that's not what Jesus wants for us. Instead, he wants us to point out our main weakness before we get saved, which is the lack of him in our lives. He wants us to come to him and say, Father, I acknowledge that you and you alone are God and that your son, Jesus the Christ, is you. He is the consubstantial essence. He is the complete and perfect image of God because he is you. And I accept him. I accept the fact that he came down in a body just like mine to die for my sins and to make a way out of no way. And now that I realize I've been doing this wrong and I've been offending you, I want to get better. I want to make that change. I want to stop living this lie that I've been sold. And I want to live in the truth. And when you do that, then this weakness, your utter Flaw, the thing that was your ultimate demise and that was going to send you to the grave without any hope for anything. Jesus steps in, he picks up the weakness and he replaces it with his eternal strength. And now that you are full of life, now that you are full of light, now that you know the way and that the truth has set you free because the bondage of the lie has now been evaporated, it has been destroyed and utterly gone. Now that that's away from you, now you can focus on the one important thing in this life, and that is Jesus. That's the spreading of his gospel, the spreading of the good news to help other people understand that this life doesn't have to be bleak. Yeah, hard times will still come, but they don't have to be bleak because now you're not alone. Now you're not fighting things on your own anymore. Now you're not out there alone. You're not out there in despair, in depravity, depressed, anger, sad. You're you're not dealing with any of that anymore. Those feelings may try to arise, but as we know, no weapon formed against you can prosper. Not a single one. It may try to hook its claw in you, but remember all the previous lessons. The Lord himself goes in front of you to prepare the way. He's behind you making sure that the enemy can't come get you, and he's on your left and your right in case you get tired. So when you start to try to fall, you can't even fall because it's not possible with God. But when you make your mistakes, because mistakes happen, we're not perfect. If they come, when that happens, you mess up with God. But because you have his covering and he knows your heart, the heart of the saved person differs from the sin the sinful person, simply because it's not your goal to sin anymore. You've acknowledged your major flaw, which was your lack of God. And now that you have an abundance of the Lord, and as you grow with him, as you put more of the word into practicality, into use, as you start really walking it out, then he starts to pour more of himself in you, more blessings, more strength, more peace, more joy, more patience more love, more everything you need. And then those weaknesses seem to just fade away because you realize everything that you tried to do failed, but everything that God does cannot fail because there is nothing in all of existence that can ever overcome the strength of Jesus, not a single thing. Why? Because he is everything. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the great I am that I am. He is the literal embodiment of all that there is powerful wise, all that there is holy, all that there is good and love and peace. All of that stems from Him. So if you're with God and He is for you, then what can stand against you? Not to mention, Jesus Himself says that whatever you ask when you're with Him, whatever you ask for, it will be done because he loves you and because you love him. And you don't just say that you love God, you show him that you love him. Because you do the work, you acknowledge his word, you continually look for ways to improve according to his standards, not yours, but his standards. Those weaknesses, we started off weak and lowly with nothing. But the thing that made us strong was acknowledging the fact that we had deficiencies and we allowed the creator himself to come in and properly right those wrongs. We allowed the word to work by him making the crooked places straight again. There's nothing that God can't do and won't do for you as long as you adhere to his word. I promise you it will come to pass because the more you go through the fire to be tempered for his will, the more your desires line up with his, and in everything you ask for doesn't serve some self purpose. Instead it serves the true purpose of us being here, to be there for one another, to spread this word. Second Corinthians twelve, verses one through ten. The Bible says, This boasting will do no good, but I must go on. I will reluctantly tell about visions and revelations from the Lord. I was caught up to the third heaven 14 years ago. Whether I was in my body or, or or out of my body, I don't know. Only God knows. Yes, only God knows whether I was in my body or outside my body. But I do know that I was caught up to paradise and heard things so astounding that they cannot be expressed in words. Things no human is allowed to tell. That experience is worth boasting about but I'm not going to do it. I will boast only about my weaknesses. If I wanted to boast, I would be no fool in doing so because I would be telling the truth, but I won't do it because I don't want anyone to give me credit beyond what they can see in my life or hear in my message, even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God. So to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and trouble troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak in human strength, then I am strong, truly able, truly powerful, truly drawing from God's strength. Paul is doing something that we all struggle to do at multiple points in our lives, and that's acknowledge the simple fact that we're messed up. We got plenty of issues I got a lot of them that I could list off that I've listed off for you guys on multiple occasions. The point here is, is that God himself is saying that when you're weak, when you're at your lowest, when you've gone through what you feel is everything that you have to offer, in that moment where there seems to be no hope, I, hope itself, comes in. And I make a way out of no way, just like I did from the start of time. When you guys messed up in the garden, I made a promise that I would send a deliverer, a redeemer, salvation. I would send everything that you need in the form of my son. And it came to pass. When your back is up against the wall and your drinking addiction has gotten the best of you, when your back is up against the wall and whatever you're dealing with is trying to get the best of you. As we've come to learn in 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13, there is a way out of your temptation. There is a way out of whatever you're dealing with, and all you have to do is go to God with your problem. And not only will he show you the way out, but he will give you the endurance to see it through. So right here, God is saying that, look, your weakness is the perfect moment for not only me to show you what I'm capable of, but to show everyone else just how good and powerful of a God that I really am. I brought you up when there was no up for you to even go to. I made you brand new when everything was hopeless. I gave you that that new liver. I put you at the top of that donor list. I made sure that you had money when you didn't work for two or three years. I made sure that everything that could have gone bump in the night didn't. I listened to every single prayer that you ever prayed, even when you thought I wasn't listening. And I made everything come to pass even before you had a prayer to pray to me. But because I love you so much, and I know your needs before you even have a need, I was already working on it. All I wanted to do was hear from you. Hear how much you love and need me. And then as the good father that I am, I would step in the place of your weaknesses and I would be your strength because we don't have any strength, but God himself, whose name is Jesus, he is our true strength. So whenever you feel like something's going bump in the night, remember, give God the praise because as James chapter one said, let's count it all joy. When the trials and tribulation in life happen, great, let them come. Jesus himself was persecuted and he was God. He faced everything possible, even things that we can just normally think of that weren't listed. But that's all right. We know it happened because he himself was in this body that we were in. He had to face all the temptations and trappings we did. But because he was God and had no weakness, he didn't sin. And now that he's overcome this world for you and for me, we too have the same opportunities to overcome the things that try to keep us down. To overcome the lie in whatever area it was in. We overcame the main lie that said there was no way except to just do it the world's way. Now we know His name is Jesus and He is the way, the truth, the light, and the life of this world. So now overcome the lie that you aren't good enough. Overcome the lie that you have a deficiency and you can't learn math or learn how to read or learn how to write or learn how to do anything overcome those lies that the enemy is still trying to feed you because there is nothing that you can accomplish if his name being Jesus is on your side. Philippians chapter 2 verses 5 through 13. And the Bible says you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, He gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth, and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Dear friends, you have all you always followed my instructions when I was with you, and now that I am away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear, for it is not your strength. Let me say that again. For it is not your strength, but it is God who is effectively at work in you, both to will and to work, that is strengthening, energizing, and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure. I love when the Lord points out the utterance or the the main topic of our lesson again and again and again from different angles as we go through our Bible studies. Yes, God has all the strength, and that's the most important thing to remember. You on your own can do nothing, but because you gave your life to Christ, you now have infinite strength, infinite joy, infinite resources to take from. It may sometimes seem selfish to pray to God for what you need. That's a lie. When you need something, talk to your father. It's the same thing with your parents. Mom, dad, whoever whoever has been looking after me, I need this. Granny, I'm lacking right here. Can you help me out? A good parent who loves you will never turn you down when it's a request for something that you really need. Father, I need strength. Father, I need peace. Father, I just need a moment to breathe. Don't you think that God would give that to you? Jesus himself told the the crowd of people, if you earthly people know how to give your children a good gift, then your heavenly father can do so much more on your behalf. When a child asks for an egg, you don't give them a snake. And when they want to just spend time with you, you don't push them to the side simply because you don't want to be bothered. Same thing goes with God. God wants to spend time with you. God wants to bless you. He wants to take every weakness that you have, and he wants you to willingly bring it before him so that when you come before the throne of grace and mercy, you can leave twice as good as when you got there. I may have come before you today, God, being broken, but I promise I left your presence feeling better than I ever have. I came before you weak in this department, and now I'm walking away toward that path, toward that goal that you set for my life, with all the confidence and courage that I never had. But remember, it wasn't by your own merit. It was by God who placed everything inside of you because as we've talked about, he knew you before you were even formed in your mother's womb. He set you aside to do great things. So when you feel down, when you have those moments of disparity where you feel like you just don't know what to do or like it's hopeless, don't give up. Work through whatever you're dealing with. Let me requote it one more time. Being weak is nothing to be ashamed of. Staying weak is. The weakest thing you can do is do that thing we love to do when 99% of the time we don't mean it. Hey, how are you feeling? I'm good. Don't lie. You can lie to me all day, but don't lie to God and, and don't lie to yourself. If you say you're good, mean that. Otherwise, you know what? I, I don't know what it is. I just feel low. I feel down. I feel bad. Acknowledge your weakness because when you acknowledge it, then you give God Almighty the opportunity to just swoop in and to bless your socks off and to show you once again, look, I'm Jesus. I am. I am he. I am. I am I am the great I am. I am Yahweh. I am Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shalom. I am your everything let me help you because that's just what I want to do. It's not because I want something out of you other than your love. It's simply because I want your love because I first loved you. So acknowledge those weaknesses. Don't backtrack, keep pressing forward. Don't stay in the weakness, acknowledge it so you can overcome it. That's what everybody does in their different departments. I play video games all the time. I watch copious amounts of anime which is just Japanese cartoons, and we all watch movies. The protagonist deals with something throughout the movie, and their enemy tries to use their weakness or whatever happened in their past against them. But at some integral moment within the movie, the show, or video game, the protagonist finds out inwardly that they had everything that they needed to overcome their deficiency, and then they move forward and it can't affect them anymore. Well, on a grander scale, yeah, I knew everything that I did in the past was terrible. I know that sometimes now I stumble and I make mistakes that I hate. But because of God being in my life, being the king of my life, being my father, being my Lord, being my savior, being my redeemer, because of everything that he has equipped me to be able to do, and because I continually go to the source and draw on strength from the only source of strength there is. I can overcome everything that's trying to get me down. So if you're listening today, whoever you are, and you're dealing with something and you don't feel bold enough to talk about it to somebody, then I encourage you to bring it before God. If you can't tell somebody in your life physically that you trust, then spiritually take it to the only person who actually has the answers, who has the solution, because he is the answer because he is the solution. Take your plea to Jesus. Take whatever is strugg- you're struggling with. Take it before the throne of grace and mercy boldly, because when Jesus died on Calvary and rose that third day with all power of life and death in his hand, he gave us puny little weaklings, everything that we needed to rise up and to be more than conquerors, to be more than just delivered people. He gave us the ability to be strong and courageous, just like he told Joshua, to be wise, just like he made Solomon, and more so to walk in the image and the likeness, which he was and is and will always be. He gave us that privilege to be his children if we would just believe in him. So walk forth in your blessing. Just being able to be a part of the family is blessed beyond measure. But God loves you so much that not only did he want to save you, but he wanted to give you purpose. So walk in your purpose. Walk forward. Don't walk back. Keep your eyes on the prize. Don't worry about the past. And yeah, when life gets rough and you feel like you need to resort to the thing that made you feel comfortable, don't even buy into that lie. I can tell you right now that that spirit of familiarity is just a lie sent from Satan. I used to try to find relief and peace and solace and porn and self and people. And what did it get me? More heartache, more pain, more unanswered questions. But when you go to God, when you try him by his word, because he is his word and he's faithful to watch over it, when you try him by himself, just watch the results. Just watch what happens when you truly trust God and you love him enough to to just let go and let him do what he does best. And that's orchestrate the show because he is the great orchestrator. He knows where every note needs to go for that song to be as beautiful as it can be. So just let him do what he does. Philippians chapter four, verses 10 through 13. The Bible says, how I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know that you have always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything I can do all things. There's nothing I can't do through Christ who gives me strength. Let me tell you something about the Lord real quick in my own personal life. There are plenty of times where sometimes I feel discouraged. Sometimes I want to give up. Sometimes I don't feel like I'm smart enough. Or as I was talking to a good friend a few days ago, Sometimes I don't feel like I deserve where I am in life. I don't feel like I deserve some of the things or the situations that I've been placed in. But just like I told her, just like we talked about a few weeks ago, there's that but God that just steps in and writes everything that you just said and makes it null and void. I didn't do anything to deserve this, but I love you. I didn't do anything to get here but I gave you favor. I, I don't know how I passed this, but I gave you my wisdom. I can't do this because I don't feel I have everything that I need, but I gave you my strength. Every excuse you try to come up with or every lie that Satan tries to make surface in your mind or in your heart, God is right there with his checkbook, but I fixed it but I died for that. But my blood washed these sins whiter than snow. But I rose up on the third day. But I'm a living God. But I'm a wise God. But I am strength. But I am everything that he or she needs to be successful or prosperous. So when you acknowledge those weaknesses, when Satan tries to come up against you and remind you of things that happened, that's all his power right there because he doesn't have any. Jesus's power is saving you. His power is infinite. And the greatest thing he can show you aside from salvation is that the past is exactly that. It is the past. It is dead. As the angels told the people who were looking for Jesus, he is risen. Not he has risen. He is risen. Meaning that the death that looked like death was just a temporary facade. Because Satan didn't realize that everything that he tried to do to sway the kingdom of God away from actually saving this world, he didn't realize he played right into the hand. See, we've talked about not buying into the lie. And the biggest lie that you can believe is what we've just covered. And I thank God for having me say all those things. You are strong because your father is strength. You have love because your father is love. You have peace because he gave peace of mind and peace of heart. And that's a gift that this world cannot give, and it sure can't take it away. He is your joy. He is your rest. He is your water. He is your food. He is your nourishment. He is everything in between. And as the song and the old people say, he is my all and all. So where is the weakness? Lord, show it to me. Lord, reveal me to myself. So when I see where I am deficient, where I see where I'm insufficient in an area, let me bring it to you so your grace, which is sufficient for me, will make your strength perfect in my weakness. It'll make my weak area look strong as if I've been working out all my life and I'm just the biggest bodybuilder out there. People will look at you and wonder, well, how did you get like that? It's nothing I did. It was all my father because I took my case to him, he did all the work for me. All I had to do was trust him. All I had to do was have faith in him. All I had to do was love him. The three requirements to making sure that everything you ask God for comes to pass. And as me and my grandmother talked about recently, when you pray to God in Jesus' name, you expect it to happen. But if for some reason it doesn't happen, it's simply because his will is taking effect. That's why the most important prayer you can ever pray, regardless of what you ask him for, is, Lord, but nevertheless, let your will be done. I know I want or need these things in my life. But regardless of what happens, I want your will to prosper. Because if your will happens, then I know that everything will work out because your word told me that all things work together for the good of those of us who love you and are called according to your purpose, and I want your purpose to happen. I may not know exactly what it is, but I know the cusp of your purpose, and that's that every knee and every tongue would bow before you willingly and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, so that they could take their weakness and give it to you, and you could return it with a crown of glory, with white robes of salvation, and linen sashes with new names on it. I don't know what more you could want if God is doing all the work for you. All you have to simply do is be available. And as the song says, Lord, I'm available to you. Everything you've given me was made just for me to return it back to you. As I had a conversation long ago, and we'll move on, when you return your gift to the source, It is magnified unlimitedly, and there is no greater way to praise God than to return everything he's given you right back to him. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 12 through 21. The Bible says, because of Christ and our faith in him, we we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. So please don't lose heart because of my trials here. I am suffering for you, so you should feel honored. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit, not by something that you can do, but through everything that God has. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ Though it is too great to fully understand or to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now turn to Him. I'm I'm sorry. Now to Him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. To Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. As I say a lot, and I love mentioning it, God is just like the most gangster person out there. Because when you look at the facts, when you look at how messed up this world has gotten, when you look at all the lies people have given into because they haven't been alerted to what the truth is yet, to say that God is still saving people in troves is so beautiful because it reaffirms my hope that the, the gospel isn't being preached and it's falling upon deaf ears. It's not being taught to those who don't want to listen, but to those who have the heart to just be open to God and to willing to receive his message, to receive his counsel to receive his grace, his mercy, his revelation, his rejuvenation to those of us who are willing to do that on his behalf so that we can become better stewards and children to get the next person saved, that makes the work just so much more beautiful. The fact that God has blessed me to become come before you guys every Friday to get the word out, to have it ready not just for the Bible study meetings here, but for YouTube, for podcasts, and whatever other endeavor God will bring me to. My bottom line is that, Father, I never want to do anything for you, and it's not of service to the next person. Father, I don't want to be useless. I don't want to have joined the team and not get any playtime. Instead, Lord, I want to practice. Even on days when I feel miserable, when I feel like I have no strength, when I feel like I just can't do anything, or on days where I just want to turn off and do nothing. Lord, you always remind me that you are my everything. You're my strength. You're my inspiration, something a lot of us lack sometimes and it makes us not want to do things. But God is your inspiration. Remember that. He is the reason why you get up in the morning. He's the reason why you're breathing right now. As we read earlier, it's his spirit inside of you that gave you the desire to be here right now, to listen to the word, to partake in it, to consume it, to grow, to continue to expand yourself. Because of God, you start to look back, not because you miss the world, but because you're noticing just how far God has brought you. Lord, I was terribly weak in this area. And every time I, it would be mentioned, I would fall and break and just crumble. But now when I hear it, it doesn't faze me. Now when I see that alcohol, Lord, it doesn't tempt me. Now when I see uh, beautiful people, whether you're a man or a woman, whatever you're attracted to, whatever you see that used to tempt you, it's not a temptation anymore. Instead, God has girded you deep because you've grown down inside of his love. It's made you strong, and he's given you the enduring power to overcome those weaknesses. And that's my favorite part about this sanctification journey, looking back at what used to trip me up and now looking forward, seeing that the same things can't even touch me anymore. My brother Broderick and I were playing this game called Outward last night and we have some really strong characters. We went to this new area in the game, and the enemies could barely hurt us. They couldn't do damage practically. We would just sit there and take the hits instead of trying to block because there was no need. We didn't need to dodge. In that same regard, as you keep walking with Christ Jesus, a lot of the things that Satan tries to throw at you that would latch on to you and bring you down, now pass straight through you or pass straight by you, and they can't do a single thing because greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. Jesus overcame the world for your sake and for my sake, and because he did that, when we tap into his strength, when we tap into his power, this world can't do anything with us because it's decaying just like these bodies. But our spirits, which have been created anew, the dead is now alive because it is a new creature. Because of that, and because our new beginning is with Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith and your life, because of that, just try him by his word. Try him by it. Taste and see how good the Lord is and watch what happens. You get results every single time, and again, all you have to do is trust him, love him, and have faith in him. Have faith that it's going to come to pass. Trust him because he's never led you astray, and love him because he saved you, and he picked you up out of the gutter. He gave you a bath, good food to eat, water when you're thirsty, a place to lay your head, and he gave you a purpose. I used to be purposeless and I hated that because I could never find it. But when I stopped looking, and I started looking at Jesus, and I started searching for him, then he gave me my purpose. Why? Because my favorite Bible quote, "'For I know the plans that I have for you,' says the Lord. Plans for good and not evil. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Plans to give you an expected end. And those days when you call out to me, I will listen. Yes, I will listen when you call out to me. And when you're out there in this world, guess what? Just as he told the children of Israel or or the tribe of Jacob, I'm going to bring you back to a place that belongs to you. And this earth ain't our home. God himself is our home. So when you start to trust, love, and have faith in him, He'll continually bring you out of the dry places, and he'll bring you into a land of milk and honey, which is your prosperity, which are your blessings, which is your purpose, which are your gifts and talents making room for you. So acknowledge those weaknesses. Shine the light of Christ on them and laugh at the devil because he can't do anything to you because God has given you overwhelming victory. Not just the victory, but overwhelming victory victory to the point to where there is no hope for a comeback there is no hope in satan ever being able to do anything to thwart the plans of god because he cannot and he never will he's just biding time with his crap mentality trying to bring people down so if you've been listening or if this is your first time remember shun the lie accept the truth get rid of satan and acknowledge jesus let him be the Lord of your life. Let him be your all in all. And watch the miraculous, dunamis, of things happen in your life. Because with Jesus, no one, no man, no person, no thing, no anything can stand against you. John chapter 3, verses 16 through 19 And the Bible says, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people love the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. Let's put that into a greater perspective for our lesson. People love their weaknesses more than the strength that had presented itself and was willing to offer them its help and decided, you know what, that looks good But that requires too much effort on my part. I want to stay here in my weaknesses and play in the dirt. Why? I look back at my life sometimes, and I I simply ask God, Father, why did I take so long to just do it your way? And he reminds me the same thing every time. Baby, there is a time and a season for everything. There was a time for you to not know, and then there was a time for you to know. But in that time for you to know— Did you make the choice to receive the wisdom, the guidance, and the counsel that was being presented to you? That's something you have to ask yourself, because remember, everything that happens in this life comes from a choice. I either chose God's way, or I chose my way. I either did it the way God foretold me to do it, or I tried to do something of my own accord. Like I tell you guys all the time, when I try stuff my way, I hit a wall, and I hit that wall hard and I get hurt, and I get sad and miserable because I'm wondering why I can't make any progress. But if you would just listen to Jesus, something that takes time and practice, it's easier said than done, I know, but it's possible, and that's the only thing that matters. When you just try Jesus's way and acknowledge that you can't do it on your own, that you can't do anything on your own, when you acknowledge that simple fact and try him? by his word and his strength and his power, then the door opens. And when the door opens, you can just walk through. There's no resistance. You're walking down the hill with the wind into everything God has prepared for you. Instead of trying to climb a mountain that is as smooth as this Bible, it's nowhere to grip. And there's a, a torrential rain with a thousand mile per hour wind blowing straight down. You can't climb it. It's impossible but with God, all things are possible. And then that steep mountain with nothing to climb on becomes a flat surface for you to walk on. And that's the exact power God wants to show you in his life. So if you're worried about people judging you, don't worry about that. Who are they? We've talked about this. They didn't create you. They don't have a heaven or a hell to send you to. And they're just like you in the past, broken and confused but now that you're saved, now that you're delivered from things, now that you're pressing toward the glorious standard that is the the mark that Jesus left for us to to rise to the occasion to, because you have something to work for, don't worry about them. Worry about God. Place your heart on the treasures of heaven, and as you seek God and his kingdom, then everything else that you need, want, or could ever desire gets added unto you. Romans chapter 8 verses 31 through 39. The Bible says, What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us, and he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger, or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us, who still loves us, who will continue to love us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. The only thing I have to say about that is simply this. If nothing in all creation can separate you from God's love, what are you worried about? Why are you still so afraid? Why are you still trying to hide behind this facade of I'm okay when you're not okay? The strongest thing you can do is what we've been talking about. Point out the weakness, acknowledge it, shine the light on it, and then let God overcome it for you because he's already overcome it. Let his strength take root inside of your life, inside of that area where you felt like you weren't good enough, where you felt like you could never amount to anything, where you felt like you would never overcome. Remember that because of God inside of you, because of his strength that is curdling your life, because of his new life that he's giving you through the death of his mortal body, making Satan flee in terror because he realized all I did was fall right into God's plan because I'm nothing more than a glorified lapdog with a very short leash and I have to do everything my master tells me. I can't even touch people without permission. Shows you how much power he has. But because of God inside of you, remember, you are more than a conqueror. You're an overcomer. You are a child of the Most High. You are smart you are worth something. You have value. You can do any and everything you set your mind to because literally greater is he, the he being Jesus, and all of creation than that insignificant little runt of our enemy that's trying to trick you with something that you can easily step over. Remember, the enemy is literally like this headphone of mine you can hold it in the palm of your hand once you realize that Jesus is bigger than all of your issues. But when you're still trapped in the lie or the notion that Satan is this unbeatable enemy, then you get put up against this brick wall. But just like Jesus led the children of Israel to tear down the wall of Jericho with their voices, all they had to do was have faith. So I encourage you Have some faith. Trust the Lord. Try him by his word. When the enemy tries to come against you like a roaring storm, the Lord raises up a standard, and the enemy can't come against that standard. When he tries to distort the word, open your Bible that's inside your heart and quote it directly because the Lord promised that he would inscribe his word in your heart and on your mind so that you would be sure to obey him. And we'll wrap it up in John chapter 16, verses 19 through 33. This is an open Bible moment, but I'll put it up for reference. And starting at verse 19, the Bible says, Jesus realized they wanted to ask him about it. So he said, are you asking yourselves what I meant? I said, in a little while, you won't see me, but a little while after you will see me again. I tell you the truth, you will weep and mourn over what is going to happen to me, but the world will rejoice. You will grieve, but your grief will suddenly turn to wonderful joy. It will be like a woman suffering the pains of labor. When her child is born, her anguish gives way to joy because she has brought a new baby into the world. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Then you will rejoice, and no one can rob you of that joy. At that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth. You will ask the Father directly, and he will grant your request because you use my name. You haven't done this before. Ask using my name, and you will receive, and you will have abundant joy. I have a, I have spoken of these matters in figures of speech. But soon I will stop speaking figuratively and will tell you plainly all about the Father. Then you will ask in my name. I'm not saying I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you dearly because you love me and believe that I came from God. Yes, I came from the Father into the world, and now I will leave the world and return to the Father. Then his disciples said, At last you are speaking plainly and not figuratively. Now we understand that you know everything, and there's no need to question you. From this we believe that you came from God. Jesus asked, do you finally believe? But the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when you will be scattered, each one going his own way, leaving me alone, yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Not peace out there, not peace in yourself, but peace in Jesus. Here on earth you will face many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. As we wrap up, Jesus is letting the disciples know, he's letting us know, that at some point what you heard about the gospel seeming vague, seeming like it didn't make sense, it'll start to be plain as day because your love for me will continue to grow and I don't hide things from the people I love. When you trust me, when you have faith in me, when you believe in me, then I'll make everything known to you that needs to be known because you're my child and you didn't shun me but you accepted me. Jesus himself said that if you reject him here, then he will reject you before the father. But if you accept him, then when the time comes for you to go to the judgment seat, to tell the, the judge himself, God, the father, all your deeds, your lawyer will be right there. And his name is Jesus. And he'll just point to his nail scarred wounds and the hole in his side and the multiple thorn holes around his head and the gashes in his back. And he'll just show it to the father and say, Lord, My blood was drawn for this one. The water and the blood that poured out of me for the remission of sins and for the purifying of their souls, it was for this one right here. And because they accepted me, because they believed in me, because they trusted me, and because they love me, Father, they're showing the same thing to you because you and me are one. And because we're one and because they love me and accepted me, we're now one. Heavenly Father, we come before you in prayer saying, thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the word that is a mirror that continually reveals to us where we lack, Lord, where we may be weak, where we may be insufficient, where we may have a deficiency. Father, I thank you for the self-revelation, for the introspection, Father, because it is only you, Lord, with your infinite resources, with your infinite wisdom and your strength that allow us to come forth before you boldly because of the path that Jesus laid out to receive the healing that we need, to receive the grace that we need, to receive the mercy that we need, to receive the prosperity, the joy, the love, all the things that we once lacked when we were in this world. You now give it to us abundantly, Father. We thank you that we are no longer dependent upon this world and the lie, but that we are independent from the world and completely dependent upon you, Christ Jesus. For you are our rock. You are our strength. You are everything that we could ever hope for, everything that we could ever long for, and everything that we could ever ask for. So, Father God, for all those who are listening, that are under the sound of your voice, I ask, Lord, that you would just plead your blood over their lives, that you would renew them, that you would make them prosper, Lord, that you would show them the way that they need to go for whatever ambitions you've placed in their heart, Lord, that you would show them their purpose and allow them to walk mightily inside of it, God, because you are greater than our enemy. You are greater than our fears. You are greater than our problems, our weaknesses, our deficiencies. Lord, you are greater than everything that would try to come against us because you are the great I am that I am. Lord, you are the ancient of days. Lord, you are the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. And it is when we magnify your name, Lord, when we sing those new songs unto you, Father, you bless us mightily not because we deserve it, but because we simply are returning the love that you gave us so freely. So Lord, the love that you've freely given us, allow us the strength, the patience, and the endurance to freely spread it to this world that is dying so that there can be new life, so that there continually be new sprouting, Lord, new people blooming, new family members coming into the fold and just shirking off the shackles of iniquity and oppression and the bondage of sin because, Father, in you there is freedom, the most freedom we will ever find because the freedom this world likes to brag about is simply a lie. You're just bondage to something else that'll keep you down without you even knowing it. But in you, Christ Jesus, we are free and we are truly free indeed. So, Lord, as we walk big in our freedom, Father, give us the endurance so that when we make our mistakes, grace and mercy is there, that we're not willingly sinning against you, but instead, Father, we're looking for each and every opportunity to expose the the sin in our lives, our weaknesses, so that we can give them to you and be just that much stronger, just that much more like you, O Jesus, our example, our light, our Lord, our life, our everything. Father, bless all those who will hear this, Lord. Let them know that you alone, Christ Jesus, are the one true wise God and that they can either willingly bow before you and acknowledge you and join the family and receive everything that they need or they can try their luck and God forbid, I pray that they don't because the only thing that comes from the ways of man are the ways of death. But Lord, because you aren't a man, but you are the most sovereign God, because you came down here in a body like ours to show us just how truly good you are You walked a mile in our shoes to simply say, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Lord, be our rest, be our strength, be our all in all, as we be sure to give your name all the praise, the honor, and the glory which you so rightly deserve. It's these things we thank you for and praise you in advance. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen hey family i pray the lesson has blessed you in some way shape form or fashion today each week we hold bible study on zoom and it would be wonderful to share this experience with you if something was said that resonated with you and you are not a part of the family i would like to open the invitation to join i pray that the lord blesses you in all of your endeavors and that you chase after the prize which is jesus See you next week, God willing, and be blessed.